Here it is. It's happening. It's the thing. It's True Crap Pop. Yes, it is part of the True Cult Pop podcast. It's me, Stephen Hill. Hope you're really good. Hope you're having a lovely day. We're recording this and then putting it out on Valentine's Day, just as a nice thing to do. We did the last one on Christmas Day. Uh, we're not going to wait for like Easter before the next one comes out, but um, it's been a busy start to the year. I'm joined by Sam Slight. Hello, Sam. How are you? Hello. I'm very well. Thank you, Steve. How the devil are you? Are you enjoying your Valentine's Day? Oh, big time, mate. Did you get my uh, shop soiled chocolate orange that I sent over to you? Mine, mine wasn't damaged. <laughs> All right, well, mm. I bought it. That's it. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're getting the Alan Partridge stuff in proper early. If it sounds like yes. I'm racing through this intro, that's very perceptive of you. Yes, I am. <laughs> because this is a podcast, a spin-off podcast from our usual podcast, where we're very, very nice about music of all genres over on True Cult Pop. This is True Crap Pop, where we are searching for the worst album ever made in history you may have had our little christmas gift that we gave you on christmas day cliff cliff richards christmas with cliff <laughs> album we went through that didn't we that was a that was a big old laugh on it we had a bloody jolly old time doing that didn't we sam oh yes i've still got uh cliff richards leering happy new year into my ear yeah we should say thank you to dan who um or should we say thank you to Dan? I don't That's think we thing. should. Should we no. say thank you to Dan or should we say, Dan, come on, mate. You've got better <laughs> things to do with your life than troll us. Like when you're getting genuinely weirded my girlfriend out that I got. So Dan Morgan, Dan who's Morgan, a long time The listener, man himself. Yeah, lovely yeah. man. I'm not doubting that at all. But Dan, you, you weirded my girlfriend out because she was like, who sent you something? I was like, it's the Cliff Richard calendar. Dan sent Sam and I a Cliff Richard calendar. And she was like, you can't be giving out your address to people so they can send you Cliff Richard calendars. And I thought it was all right. But she said, what if he comes and tries to murder you? I said, he's not going to murder me. He couldn't. He couldn't. He couldn't murder me. He could I'm, try. He could try. I mean, he could try. I, I don't think You'd he will. Bang, I don't think the you wall. will try, Dan. I don't no. think you will try. I think if you did try, you'd be picking up your teeth with a broken hand. <laughs> Do you like hospital food, lad? Well, for me, it was... Uh, Listen I'd to say, me sounding like a Renton's Rent fan. I don't know how to fucking pick your teeth out with a broken hand if you call near me, mate. Anyway, well, you sorry. do. You like Oasis, don't you? I for do me, like it was quite Oasis. weird as well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was weird for me because it was uh, New Year's Eve. I was just getting to work and the postman said, oh, I've got something for you. And I was like, oh, yeah, sure. And I was like, oh, that's my name from, for work. I've never ordered anything here. He said, oh, wonder what it is. I said, oh, I hope it's something nice. And it wasn't. So there we go. Did you open it in front of the postman? No, I didn't. Thank God. I actually had work to do. So I did it after I started setting up the pub, which is always the postman good. would... You know, he wouldn't not once after that, let alone no. twice. <laughs> Rumours would have been a bad. God. Anyway, listen. Thanks, Dan. I mean, thanks for the thought. I appreciate it. It's the thought it's, that counts. It's the thought that counts. It is behind me as well, my Cliff Richard calendar. Yeah, it is behind me. Um, so, as I said, this is a podcast where we are searching for the worst album ever made. It is a spin-off of our usual podcast, as our other podcast. Basically, um... I've done all this before. So there's 80, I can't remember how many, 83, 83, 83 albums that have already been ranked on another version of this podcast. Which this that, is legally distinct is from in a partnership of will. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. If you were to take this to court, you'd look like a fucking idiot, wouldn't you? Like a moron. They'd laugh you out of court. They'd go, you fat idiot. That's what they'd say. Um, I don't know why yeah. they'd call you fat. 
maybe I, I they mean, just look at you and think you're kind of revolting looking. I don't know. Who's to yeah. say? Right. But my, anyway, so my basically, weight I'm, does fluctuate. So yeah, so but, it's not unfair. Basically, I've I've done this before, right? And it was me, and basically, it wasn't Sam, but Sam, I needed someone to fill in the role of someone to just basically laugh at my jokes, which is what happened uh, for eighty three uh, other episodes pr- prior to to this one here. So I needed someone to just sort of laugh at my jokes, and occasionally read out. Uh, lyrics in what they thought was a funny way, even though it actually wasn't very funny at all. Leave the joke to me in it. I'm the funny one. Um, although Sam always is funny. Happy to, uh, well, Sam is funny as well. a younger comedian. Yes. Yeah, so <laughs> so we, we've upgraded in a sense. But <laughs> um, a sense. what would it be in, in a very, very big Loose. sense? Um, oh. So, you know, look, we've got 83 albums that have been ranked previously. Some of you know what I'm talking about. If you don't know what I'm talking about and you've come to this podcast because you like Merkage Dave and we talk to him and you're going, what are you two on about? Don't worry about it. Forget it. Don't worry about it. Um, but <laughs> what, what, we've, what we've decided to do is take that initial ranking of 83, turn it into 84 with Slot and Cliff Richard in there somewhere. Mm. And Sam and I are now going to debate the 84 albums with the original ranking and we're going to kind of come up with a new ranking. I can't imagine it's going to change loads and loads and loads and loads. Like not every single album is going to change place, but I think there will be a few that we will hmm. change. And from then on, we will go and we will be trying to do this podcast as often as possible. I'm not going to promise you that it's going to be out every week. I'm not going to promise you that it's going to be out every other week or that it's going to be on a certain day, but we are going to try and dip our toes into this podcast as much as we humanly possibly can. I've just bought a kitchen. I've got to write loads about Duran Duran. Duran Duran aren't going to write about themselves, Sam. I've got no. to do that, right? So that's very, very important things that I have to do. You have got an actual job. I'm well, actually, to be fair, I've got an actual job. As well. <laughs> you have got an actual. I job have got an actual yeah, job. I have got an actual job as well. So the two of us have an an actual job. We've got a lot on. We've got a lot on. I mean, if you want to, you know, help us out, because uh, you can go to patreon.com forward slash true cult pop and you can sign up for other exclusive content, and we will be giving you that as a matter of precedence over this i have to say but this is just a sort of extra fun thing that we will try and do as much as possible but i'm going to rank go down the ranking from the sort of 83rd best album to the number one worst album Mm. that's how it works um so here we go we've got the darkness one way ticket to hell and back self-portrait by bob dylan lulu by lou reed and metallica everybody's rocking by neil young Metal Machine Music by Lou Reed, One Hot Minute by the Red Hot Chili Peppers, and Heavy Friends by Screaming Lord Such, Liz Fair by Liz Fair, The Boy with the X-Way Eyes by Babylon Zoo, Lauren Hill's MTV 2.0 Unplugged by Lauren Hill, Standing in the Spotlight by Dee Dee King, The Transformed Man by William Shatner, Baby Woman by Naomi Campbell, Finding Beauty in Negative Spaces by Seether, Neon Twang by The Twang, The Weirdness by The Stooges, Number One by Fisher Spooner, Danzig Sings Elvis, Other Voices by The Doors, Tin Machine 2, Can I Be Frank by Westlife, I Am Me by Ashley Simpson, Rotation by Cute Is What We Aim For, Cyberpunk by Billy Idol, Shine On by Jet, Melodia by The Vines, Born Again by Black Sabbath, Three by Van Halen, Black and White Rainbows by Bush, Primitive Cool by Mick Jagger, Trey by Green Day, Results May Vary by Limp Bizkit, Umaguma by Pink Floyd, American Life by Madonna, American, uh, sorry, Supercharged by Machine Head with the song American Life. American High. Sorry, yeah, yeah. American High. Yeah. Um, B 
Be a Man by the Macho Man Randy Savage. Uh, <laughs> Virtue Eleven by Iron Maiden. Attila by Attila, not that one. Songs of Innocence by U2. What the by Black Flag. Love Beach by Emerson, Lake and Palmer. Baptism by Lenny Kravitz. We Met at Sea by the Pigeon Detectives. Streaks and Sky by The Enemy. One by Dirty Vegas. County Blessings by Bring Me the Horizon. Hefty Fine by the Bloodhound Gang. Rediscovered by Puddle of Mud. Scream by Chris Cornell. Razor Light by Razor Light. Famous First Words by Viva Brother. Ill Lud Divinium Insanus by Morbid Angel. Feel like that's going to be, you know, moving down a few places. if you're asking, so yep. <laughs> Christmas in the Stars by Star Wars. Generation Swine by Motley Crue. One More Light by Linkin Park. Super Collider by Megadeth. Cole Chambers Chamber Music. You'll Love to Hate This by Richard Blackwood. I fucking do as well. <laughs> the Truth Is by Theory of a Dead Man. Slick Dogs and Ponies by Louis XIV. The Cosmos Rocks by Queen and Paul Rogers. United Nations of Sound by Richard Ashcroft, a.k.a. Captain Rock of the Rock Boys. The Album <laughs> by Mr. Blobby. Um, Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. The original soundtrack to the movie of the same name. Eog and Quig by Owen Quig. Six Feet Under's Graveyard Classics Volume 2. Testify by Phil Collins. Blood, Sweat and Towers by the Towers of London. Hard to Swallow by Vanilla Ice. Little Wayne's The Rebirth. Cut the Crap by The Clash. Angelic to the Core by Corey Feldman. Philosophy of the World by The Shags. Asshole by Gene Simmons. Total Zanarchy by Little Zan. Paula by Robin Thicke. Bad Blood by Blood on the Dance Floor. Methods of Mayhem by Methods of Mayhem. The Concerto in True Minor by the True Symphonic Orchestra. Uncle Crackers Double Wide. Crazy Frogs, Crazy Hits. Broken Sides. I'm not a fan, but the kids like it at number two. And number one, Farah Abraham, My Teenage Dream Ended. And unranked at the time, couldn't rank it. Guns and Roses, Chinese Democracy. That is all the albums, plus Cliff Richard, in kind of descending order of badness and then Guns N' Roses there in and amongst it all um I've forgotten about a lot of these albums until I just read them out but they've all come back to me now in the words Good. of Cher it's all coming back to me now um Sam before we get going in terms of albums from that list that jump out at you mm. is there anything that you immediately desperately because you've had to listen to all of these sorry about that it's all right don't worry. I mean, things things haven't been going well for the best part of a decade now. So it's like, why why stop there? Why stop there? Why not just subject myself to hours and hours of the worst music I've ever heard? And then mm. some albums that are actually okay, to be honest. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what jumps out at you from that list that you immediately think I need to talk about this? Hmm. Um. There. To be honest, it's basically the kind of bottom ones. Like I think, I think you're going to be quite happy with some of the ones that I've put as the best of the worst, so to speak. So I think mm-hmm. there'll be a fair bit. Of, there'll be a fair bit of chat at the start of this. I think there'll be a fair bit of chat when we get to the kind of like mid thirties, because I am definitely going to stick up a little bit for Illa Divinum Insanus. It is going to happen. There's going to be radical impressions. That's going to happen. I knew that might happen. Yeah, it will happen. Probably. I'm sorry, but it, it it'll be fun today the day of laughter and then i think there'll be there'll be a little bit of chat when we get to the top 10 um just about kind of the severity of utter just vile loathsome turgid crap that we're gonna have to get through um in terms of albums that i definitely want to talk about though um i don't know if i want to spoil it i think we'll just see how we go and we'll see how much we chat about each one i mean hopefully we're not going to do five minutes on all 84 of these but absolutely not there are some that i think don't even you don't even need to kind of go into you don't even really need to mention those ones kind of floating around in the middle i think what we've got here when you look at this list you've got some absolute hellish shit from farah abraham 
up to kind of Gene Simmons, right? Where you yes. look at that and yeah. you go, that is all of that is deeply, 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 unbelievably bad. And those people, like you know, I've said it a load of times. If you think Coldplay are bad, you've not listened no. to any of these records. These are fucking stinking records. And I know there are people who like Farrah Abraham. I know Farrah Abraham has become a kind of, you know, poster child for outsider, outsider art. art. Yeah, yeah. I don't buy it personally i think she's been exploited and actually funnily enough my good our, our good friend let's say a good, good friend of the podcast bobby davro i say good friend <laughs> but just like watching him bobby davro i don't uh, think we, we even like watching him it's more kind of just stupefaction isn't ooh, it i like i like watching him oh dear <laughs> yeah it's out that makeup definitely yeah and he, <laughs> and, uh, bobby davro doing freddie star is one of well, it's better than anything on the first bit of this list that we're talking about i'll say oh, that the much. first bit yeah 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 i mean Bobby Davro actually called out for Abraham for like the, her horrendous behavior. And I'd kind of forgotten about this, but someone pointed out to me. And I was like, oh, yeah. She went on Celebrity Big Brother and she yes, was of course. fucking horrible. So this kind of idea that she's part of outsider art and she's just this sort of, you know, she's had, she has had, look, you know, look. I feel bad saying it because she's had a, you know, in the build-up to this album, she had a horrible, horrible, horrible existence. She had a really hard time. It was awful. The shit that happened to her was awful, and you wouldn't wish that one on it, uh, that on anyone. And a bit like kind of looking at people that would go on the Jeremy Carl show and looking down your nose at them. I don't really like doing that. I don't really like sort of like being snooty about a, a kind of working class stroke underclass of society. So I don't want to do that. But I think Fire Abraham becoming this pop culture icon and going on the show and becoming a celebrity off the back of it and everything mm. that happened off the back of it is A, exploitative to her, and B... Uh, she has then turned into someone who I think you could kind of go, you know what, actually, you're not a very sympathetic person anymore. I think the music's rubbish. Like, it, 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 it's rubbish. And it's not even, it, it's not trying to be anything weird. It's just, they've tried to make it and it's rubbish. So I'm going to just say, for the record, I'm going to stick with Far Abraham at number one as the worst record because I think it is the most icky, even though you've got Broken Side just below it, which is yeah, a whole mad. other thing. But like, that is grim that record it is fucking mm. it, it's fucking i think the whole thing around it is grim right so the i think the context still for me does play a part so fire abraham broken side and fucking crazy frog i'm kind of happy where they are as a top three. Oh, sorry are we starting at the top i thought you wanted to in reverse order well, I've started here, so I've, start I mean, I've, then, I've um, already started. I mean, unless you were going to... Yeah, we can. I mean, I've basically no, no, shot no. my load by saying Let's that. Let's start now, at the top. So. That's fine. That's fine. We'll start at the top because, yes, Farah Abraham is staying at number one in my sort of re-ranked list, as you say. Um, I think the context surrounding it does make it that much worse, but with some of these, there is, there is context. I mean, particularly in this top 10, there is context around it that makes it that much more kind of reprehensible and just really unpleasant and hard to escape when you're listening to it but with some of them because they are <laughs> the top 10 are so so bad i have tried to when sort of making the decision ultimately just go down on if i had to if it was between that and having all of my family brutalized in front of me which would i rather listen to and that's kind of where we go but far abraham is definitely at the top definitely mm -hmm. no budging from me the first one that we're going to have to debate them as much as I hate the dirty, alleged rapists, probably much, much worse than that. And let's just say allegation, you know, I'm not mm -hmm. on the court of Twitter. I'm not going to be posting anything about the details of any court proceedings in a notes app screenshot. But I would probably just, just about rather stomach listening to you. I'm not a fan, but the kids like it over again. 
rather than Crazy Frog Presents Crazy Hits. I think the Crazy Frog album is just actually painful to listen to. And I think it is um, <laughs> equally kind of exploitative, not necessarily of the people behind the scenes. And I refuse to call them artists because I don't think that anyone involved with it has any artistic integrity. They've taken other people's music and made yeah. it worse by adding yeah. a fucking cartoon frog with a knob going bing over the top. Fuck right off. <laughs> um but I think <laughs> see this is better than it used to be already isn't it this is already <laughs> it sounds already better right anyway sorry go on. well thanks mate um but um I just think that the, the sort of intention of crazy frog which is to sell ringtones to kids basically yeah I think that is <laughs> I feel like we've started a really heavy sort of um, conversation about morality I think that, that is as bad in many ways, and obviously everybody's entitled to their own opinion on the severity of different things. I think that is as bad as allegations of sexual assault that, let's be honest, there's there's a lot of weight behind them. There's still allegations. A lot there's of, a lot of lot, weight behind them. There's a lot of weight behind them. I think the mass uh, kind of corruption that is Crazy Frog, and just the fact that it just it sounds so shit. Like, I mean, Broken Side, it genuinely makes me feel ill to listen to. I'm not saying that I like either of these. These are the worst albums I've ever listened to. I'm. I would just plump for Crazy Frog getting the number two spot over Broken Side. But to be honest, I'm not going to argue too vociferously on that. If you want Broken Side, can to I? Can two. I throw a curveball in here, Sam? Go on. My number two. I actually want to be the Concerto in True Minor by the True Symphonic Orchestra. I thought you might now because uh, I I've... despise oh, that record. It is the most <laughs> pretentious flabby bag of piss that I have ever had <laughs> emptied over my head in my life, right? It is, whilst I agree with you, kind of on a moral level and mm. on a musical level, Crazy Frog and Broken Side are, in their own ways, both disgusting. I mean, know, I don't, don't, we don't think we even need to kind of go into like who's worse or anything particularly because musically they're both atrocious. Yeah. There's something so unbelievably pompous about the true symphonic orchestra like i don't think crazy frog or broken side think they're doing anything important musically like you said i think it is no, kind of exploitative no. shit i think the guys who made the true symphonic symphonic orchestra they actually for those of you who haven't who aren't aware of what this is it is like james labrie or labray i can't remember how you fucking say it now james it Labrie, is labrie but it's labrie yeah i'm gonna say labrie because it's cheese isn't it and i think that's accurate for this uh james labrie the worst like, member of quite bad, a bad band in his the day. The worst yeah. member of, like, comfortably the worst member oh, of, by fucking of miles, Dream Theatre. Like, you've got these amazing musicians in Dream Theatre, whatever you think of their music. And then you've got this bloke, like, e-oring, like a fucking donkey over the top of it. And he's trying to sing opera, right? So they've got him singing as a, he's, and, it, like, the worst shit you can ever, like, the fucking most obvious Hallmark card crap opera songs that you can imagine and James Debris over there doing fucking just one cornetto <laughs> it's absolutely and then going hey guys by the way this isn't trying to sell ringtones this isn't just making scene kids dance and having a laugh this is art this is art and I I I fucking I hate it I mm. like on a musical level I fucking despise this record i hate it so much i just i think it's dreadful i mean they're all dreadful but that yeah, i yeah, yeah. hate the truth and for orchestra it is terrible 
So uh, two things on True Symphonic Orchestra. Um, well, the first one is I only know of three albums that have ever come out on my birthday, and this is one of them. Is so it happy birthday to you? I've got this. No wonder you're depressed all the time. <laughs> I know, I know. But I've got this, and then King for a Day, Fool for a Lifetime by Faith No More, and Dead Wing by Porcupine Tree. It's like, Jesus Christ, the kind of dip in quality in the middle of all those. Crikey. Mm. Um, not Faith No More, obviously. Uh, but the other thing I'd like to flag up with True Symphonic Orchestra because I knew this would be a, an issue, is with this ranking, obviously I have listened to all of these albums. I have subjected myself to this torture for you, listener, and for Steve's enjoyment, hopefully, as well. The yes. sadist, the madman. Oh, you mad you. But um, one of the issues I did find is going to these albums, even when they are utterly reprehensible and terrible, True Symphonic Orchestra being one, and the fact that they do have the fucking brass bollocks to be like, yeah, we can handle this, but we don't actually have to edit it or mix it very well, and we'll just let tracks kind of stop and start, even though the actual track listing has ticked over. Yeah, don't worry about that. No one will notice. Um, I listened to a lot of these albums, and all I can think of is the previous Broken Records episode, which made me laugh so much. So I have a lit... Uh, yeah, look, you know, look, fun, fun, I don't, look I'm not... I'm not uh, <laughs> Look, fond, you might think I'm an arrogant strong. man, but I am the best thing that ever happened to the True Symphonic Orchestra. I <laughs> am the the only reason, and I do like. I, this, I mean, look, I'm going to. This is how arrogant I am. I genuinely sometimes believe that the whole world has been created just to annoy me, right? Just to <laughs> annoy me, because I get the amount of time I get to go to, on a train and it gets cancelled, and I'm like, well, the one before and the one after. If I, why me? Like, why me? And the True Symphonic Orchestra is one of those times where I go, you've made this album. And the universe has put it in. It's just so I can go mad about it. That's the mm. only reason. It can be the only reason. So, yeah, you're going to think back to that episode because, you know. It's me, the one ray of light me, in true <laughs> symphonic orchestra. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> me absolutely. talking about it justifies its entire existence, unfortunately. So, yeah. you know, not to say that I'm, you know, an egomaniacal, big-headed dickhead. That's for other people to say. But... Um, <laughs> But I do, you know, it, that's not even me really being, but it's like, it's that bad that just me going as an impression of it is, is more artistically interesting than anything on that record. Yeah. Um, hmm. I, I mean, I'll tell you what, I'm, I'm happy to concede because I definitely think it's like, I'm maybe with you. I think like in musically speaking, like I hate Broken Side as a band. Oh, I they're absolutely disgusting. They would, they, and I hate... I, uh, Go on, go on. I couldn't believe they got knocked off the top spot because I hate them so much. I, but they might drop down to number four here because if we put the Crazy Frog above them, put fucking True Symphonic Orchestra above them as well. I think we might have to. I think on my justification of Crazy Frog, I think True Symphonic Orchestra might have to be better than Broken Side. Can we just take it as read that the top ten is all awful? Like, yeah. Microscopic levels of difference in the amount of shit particles floating around on the MP3s or WAV files or whatever. These are fucking disgusting albums. Um, and I tell you what, as well, I just want to say, I feel like on. Uncle Uncle Cracker is actually as bad as that record is. I don't think it's the level. I think he is a dickhead. Mm. He is a horrible dickhead, Uncle Cracker. But musically, as a record, double wide is not as bad as those other four records. And I feel no, like no. I feel like it should be kind of moved away from those four, which are the comfortably the worst four. Uh, yeah, I'd be happy with that. And to be honest, actually, um, 
I would probably put Blood on the Dance Floor above Uncle Cracker because I think they fit into yes. the same mould of Broken Side, let alone the kind of reprehensible extracurricular activities, just musically, just pathetic, just absolutely abhorrently <laughs> shit. Like, you can't do metal well, you can't do pop well, so if you put them together, you're just going to make a fucking mess. I mean, I fuck, Crunk Court is the worst thing that's ever happened um, in, in my lifetime of listening to music. I think it's absolutely vital oh, in terms of anything that's got major traction because like obviously Aelstorm exists and pirate metal is the thing but beyond Aelstorm, no one's really got big off the back of it like you don't get a fucking keel hauled or whatever they're called um playing yeah. fucking brixton do you so well look yeah. i'm moving blood on the dance floor to above uncle cracker i'm also moving the true symphonic rockestra to <sighs> do you want it above or below like for me i don't care if it goes above or below crazy frog but I just think it needs to... I think it actually, weirdly, it might have to go above Broken Side. I think so. Uh, I would have it just under Crazy Frog because I think at least the kind of... <laughs> the enduring appeal of that classical music that they're taking from is slightly better than the enduring appeal of Axel F. I mean, that's a different conversation completely and not one yeah. I, I agree with, but fine. No, fair. Um, but Sure. Uh, yeah. if you like um, okay so I've done that I feel like we haven't you know a, a slightly more accurate top five here mm-hmm. uh, which now looks like Far Abraham uh, at number one that stays there Crazy Frog at two True Symphonic Orchestra at three Broken Side at four Blood and the Dance at five Uncle Cracker six Methods of Mayhem yeah that is awful as well yeah Robin Thick Paula mm-hmm. is really bad like but you know I kind of enjoy that album because it ended his career. Yeah, the absolutely. Silly yeah. fucking scumbag shit that he is. So on a, on a level, there is it's terrible, but it's quite funny because people mm. did actually go, no, no, you're not allowed to be famous at all now. You were the biggest star in the world. Now you've gone. Um, you Total Zanarchy. Video where you wanted to rape a woman. So. Yeah. Yeah, he did bad keep, there. Keep it light, Sam. Come on. Um, <laughs> not here. Um, we'll get to the fun no, stuff. No, here we go. Total Zanarchy by Little Zan. Again. Yeah. I'm all right with that. Uh, Arsehole by Gene Simmons. I'm all right with that. I think it's rubbish. Mm-hmm. Philosophy of the World by the Shags is quite an interesting one. Yeah. So, um, as you discussed on the episode, I mean, there, there is that, I suppose, a little bit like Far... Well, not even a little bit. Quite a lot like Far Abraham. There's that kind of, you know, reading it as outsider art. I know, um, you know, Cobain really liked it. I know plenty of people personally who like that album and do so the artistic merit in it. Um, I I think it's a really deeply unpleasant listening experience because not only is it bad, you know, it's haphazardly put together, which in itself sometimes there can be charm in that. I mean, there's some sort of like down the bottom that are noble failures, I would say, but you can at least see the intent and the merit behind them. But I think The Shags is just, it is a really unpleasant story. And that's one of those ones where you I cannot remove the context behind it. And the fact that these three girls are basically forced to make music seemingly kind of mm. against their will it's like yeah that's really just a really I'm, really nasty thing i'm happy for that to stay where it is yeah I, i'm yeah. also not going to pretend that i want it i mean I, i've listened to the shacks since then because i was like okay well it, you know like people saying it's actually good i don't think it's good so i don't think it is no i don't think it's good i think Corey feldman angelic to the core again it's a bit much of a muchness there i wouldn't be completely unhappy with swapping those two because i think Corey Feldman may be, I mean, again, a victim, but I think his behaviour in the aftermath of that uh, has not been great. But then I think it probably is actually unbelievably, like maybe a, an easy, it's at least an easier album to listen to. 
I think it might be ever so slightly more kind of competently put together. Ever mm-hmm. so slightly. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, yeah, I'm happy for Corey Feldman to stay there. I'm also personally happy for The Clash's Cut the Crap to stay at 13 because that is yeah. not a well-executed oh, album. Awful. And and it Very takes an incredible legacy. It's like, that is a real kick in the face, that one. I mean, mm-hmm. it is, yeah, absolutely yeah. awful. Um, it's the one, uh, the first one that I really want to move up in here, and it's only up by one. I basically want to swap these two around. I want to put Vanilla Ice's Hard to Swallow above Lil Wayne's The Rebirth because I think Vanilla Ice doing new metal is way worse than Lil Wayne having a go at guitar solo. Yeah, there's a couple of actually, like I have weirdly listened to uh, a couple of songs on that Lil Wayne uh, album since, and I actually think that although they're not good, they're at least catchy. And there's nothing on the Vanilla Ice album that is catchy, but then it, it had it just had a better lineup of people kind of helping Behind it out, it, really, really. Yeah. So yeah, I'm happy to do that. Although what I would say to you, Sam, is I actually would not only want to move it up, I would want to move Lil Wayne and Vanilla Ice above Towers of London, Phil Collins, Six Feet Under, Annie Ogden Quigg. Ooh, okay. I mean, I wouldn't fight too hard on that. Um, maybe the kind of ranking in which they go, because um, I've ended up with uh, Six Feet Under and Phil Collins swap round, because I just think Chris Barnes is worse than Phil Collins, basically. Like, in terms of vocal performance, Phil Collins can sing better than Chris Barnes can death growl. Um, yeah, Owen Quigg, uh, fine. Yeah, I'm I'm all right with that. Yeah, that's fine. okay. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna then yeah I'm gonna do that. I mean, mate, I'm not gonna again. I'm not gonna fucking fight too hard to no. Move I mean, Phil Collins. That, I mean, that Phil Collins album is so boring. That's it. But that's the thing. It's boring. Whereas I think the the six feet under one is laughably poor. Like poor idea, poorly executed, put together by a fucking raving lunatic who can't even do the thing that he's good at, allegedly. Yeah, rubbish. So I actually think I prefer, I would rather listen to Testify than Six Feet Under's Graveyard Classics Volume 2 again. Okay, so he's gone. I've already got Back in Black. Why do I need that? Oh, Fuck you off, just Chris. don't need it, do you? You don't need it. And also, it turns out Chris Barnes is a fucking monstrous arsehole as well. As yeah, he's been proven yeah. on Twitter since we you know last spoke about that album yeah so you know and phil collins i think is a nice guy and also maybe yeah. i'm giving phil collins a bit of a little bit of sway because i listened to going loco in acapulco by the four tops over there and he wrote that and i just mm. thought this is a great song and now don't put somebody wrote Bateman. that and i am patrick yeah i'm some sort yeah. of patrick bateman song. so we're gonna go cut the crap towers of london's bloodsman towers graveyard classes volume two by six feet under testify by phil collins eogan quig don't even need to talk about that vanilla ice hard to swallow uh little wayne the rebirth and then that brings us to what i think possibly (laughs) might be my favorite of all of these albums weirdly even though it's rubbish sergeant pepper's lonely hearts club band original soundtrack to the frankly fucking everyone i showed this to in the aftermath of finding out about this record just just loves it Mm. and i have it's low down because it is it is terrible i mean it is terrible but it, it has brought me a lot of joy this record yeah, I mean, I think there will there will be a few um, that we discuss where it's like, uh, you know, kind of they they have to sit here because they are poorly put together and just and just bad, but enjoyably so. And this is one of those. I mean, it is just a bunch of celebrities on cocaine with ideas above their station about recreating one of the best albums ever. And it's like that in itself is fucking hilarious. But um, George but Burns it, it was not made to sing Beatles songs it's not like disco versions of Beatles songs you are an 80 year old New York Jewish stand-up comedian (laughs) and you are now being pushed into a vocal booth with a disco track 
playing behind you, playing for the benefit of Mr. Kite, and you're now meant to be John Lennon. <laughs> what fucking, what world are we living in, Sam? It's absolutely maddening, that record, but just a beautiful disaster. For me, it's an absolutely beautiful disaster. I love Billy mm. Preston not being able to dance. I love <laughs> the Bee Gees being excited about every single thing that happens in it. I love mm. Peter Frampton fighting fucking Aerosmith and dying because he falls off. Like his girlfriend, his girlfriend like basically falls off a step, right? I mean, <laughs> and dies. Yeah. Is that possible? It's not like she falls uh, in lava or anything. Do you know what I mean? She's just like, full, she falls about two foot. She's <laughs> speaking again. Have you ever seen that clip of Bobby Tafro in the stocks? <laughs> I can't help talking about Bobby Tafro. He's in the stocks and he falls forward and he falls flat on his face onto his own skull. And Keith Chegwin and Jim Bowen. <laughs> no. It sounds like I'm making this up. Keith Chegwin, Jim Bowen <laughs> and Lionel Blair. <laughs> see what? Bobby and Keith Chegwin. Oh, oh, Bobby. Oh, Bobby. And Bobby Tafro. Like with his, tr- he's got his trousers down. I swear I'm not making this up. I know it sounds like I am, but he survived that. Bobby Davro, thick mm-hmm. skull, isn't it? He's got a big thick That's skull. It, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but she and she's on a sim. Like she, she sort of falls backwards and falls like a foot and lands on her elbow. And it's like, oh, she died in that <laughs> film. It's fucking amazing. That film. It's amazing. It um, really is quite something. Um, it's quite yeah. something. But I don't. And for that. Like, I can't really move it up or down because it's bloody awful. But mm. it's just given me so much joy over my I, life. I'm I'm happy for it to stay there. But yeah, it, it really is something that should be experienced by everyone. This is the, like the first one to, uh, in the ranking so far. It's like, you should probably actually seek out, not the soundtrack, but the film. Like, watch the film because it's fucking The hilarious. film's amazing, yeah. Yeah, you it's super. It. Uh, I mean, I would say maybe, does it? should it really be below Mr. Blobby? I think there's more of a case for Mr. Blobby as outsider art than Farah Abraham. There's almost a kind of a Swansean quality to the absolute (laughs) madness of, um, you know, kind of narration and then Blobby, Blobby, Blobby. Yeah, it's really weird. Like multiple kind of weird vocal um, effects and the the layering of... I mean, Mr. Blobby always terrified me as a kid anyway because of his voice. Because it is like he's been put through four different, like, um, Octava pedals or something like that. It's just nightmarish. Um, but I actually quite like horrible music. Um, I mean, the Mr. Blobby thing is awful, obviously. So I was going to keep that there. Um, okay. Okay. Same for same for Captain Rock and the Rock Boys, and <laughs> same for Queen and Paul Rogers. For me, I would mm. keep them as twenty-one, two, and three. Well, what we get here is we get a little bit. Of, we get a kind of a sexy corner, don't we? We get kind of old men thrust in their crotch about with Richard Ashcroft. I mean, he's not really doing that, but he's just being weird. Queen and Paul Rogers. There's a few like, hey, I'm a sixty-year-old man, and you're a schoolgirl. And I'm going to take you to the drive-thru. And you're just like, oh, God, please. Cut my, out, cut my scrotum off and <laughs> throw it in a bath full of acid. I won't be needing it ever again. It's awful. Um, Slick Dogs and Ponies by Louis XIV. I think he's actually a more horrible album than the Cosmos Rocks. I just think that no one really cares about Louis XIV. So yeah. I think that could go above it, but I don't really think it matters that much. I... And- oh go on go on i was gonna say and sort of same with theory of a dead man the truth is again i don't really feel like i need to move that about because it's much of a muchness really so louis the 14th and theory of a dead man i'm happy for them to stay together and i think louis the 14th is the worst of the two but i would like to shift them both down two places because i would like to put uh, at 25 motley Crue's generation swine an absolutely laughable 
pathetic attempt at a kind of reinvention from one of the worst bands of all time. I absolutely fucking hate Motley Crue. Yeah. Bunch of fucking sex offenders and a murderer um, writing fucking Brandon. Which, to be fair, Brandon brings me a lot of joy because it is so bad. It brings the tears to my eyes so well. It's that funny. Um, that's <laughs> awful. fucking awful, yeah. It, yeah. It's fucking awful. I mean, I don't know how that didn't go... I, think I was stunned it was at number it, 30. Yeah, because some of it is kind of... I mean, I was going to say all right then. I think it's maybe because no. I like the stuff. I like Stone Temple Pilots more than I like Rat. I kind of go, like, oh, well, at least Motley Crue are just kind of ruining... But then they're ruining something I like. I they're ruining a good thing, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And then I you've th- got Brandon, which is just absolutely unspeakably terrible yeah maybe the worst song on this entire list it's certainly the song that i think <laughs> the worst song with a hook that you can remember and that hook being you are the one she is your mum yeah that's great yeah but uh yeah, yeah i mean brandon is appalling if we were to do yeah just broken songs or whatever or two crap songs that would be probably number one yeah, I think it's fucking Probably, awful. Yeah. Um, I've moved that up. I've moved it above Queen and Richard Ashcroft uh, and Louis the Fourteenth and Theory of a Dead Man. I do think Richard Ashcroft's United Nations sound is t- is just again, it's there's nothing funny about Motley Crue. No, no, there uh, is. That's funny. That is funny. Um, I tell you what, I, there is something funny about that. I would like to have under Theory of a Dead Man, and before we get to a little slog of bad metal, hmm. say it with My me, boy. Steve. One, two, three, four. Three, four, get down with, with a wicked. wicked. Yeah. 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 Get Can a, get I get a, a whoop, whoop, whoop. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's you a know, brilliant song. The rest of it's just a bit kind of like the, quite bad. <laughs> the English Will Smith, Richard Blackwood. Now a... I think he's more the English Jazzy Jeff, let's be honest, mate. Well, Will Smith's yeah, gone yeah. on to do all right things and um, yeah. Jazzy Jeff probably would have had 18 litres of coffee put up his bum. <laughs> yeah. I think Richard Blackwood should uh, should should smack Mo Gilligan at the Brits. That would have been <laughs> when he's presenting an award. And then it Keep all comes Capaldi's name out of your name, but get it right first. <laughs> yes. Ah, oh, good. Um, yeah, the coffee. I mean, it's a perfect, it's a perfect storm of a record, I think, this Richard Blackwood mm. record. I mean, it's got a legitimately catchy single, which is a, t- a terrible video of Richard Blackwood yeah. making out with a young lady in Jamaica and then getting chased around the island in a variety of different ways. Uh, and it's, 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 you know, some of it is bad. Some of it is bad, this record, you know. And yeah. Quite a lot of it is, is very bad. But I don't think it's, it's not that long and it is genuinely funny. And yeah. it's hard yeah. to hate Richard Blackwood. And when you look at some of the fucking guff that goes right below it, like Cold Chamber, Megadeth and Linkin Park, mm. all of whom are bands who have got some kind of credibility with a certain demographic in some people circles, yeah, yeah. in some way, right? I think, I think, yeah, I, I personally think Richard Blackwood belongs above all of them and above Christmas in the Stars by Star Wars, which is just... <laughs> by Star Wars. Hor- yeah, by by C-3PO and friends. <laughs> Anthony Dan- Pissed up Anthony Daniels rocking yeah. up in a limo, tanked up full of champagne, wandering <laughs> into a studio, like making a, make it out to cash, make the check out to cash, <laughs> walking in and going, oh, R2, jingle bells, see you later. Like fucking pissed off his face and going and buying a load of coke, just doing that in New York for a night, getting a flight back to England the next day, sleeping off his 
kind of champagne and drug induced hangover and then forgetting he ever did this record it's a disaster the star wars album is a complete fucking disaster and i don't think the richard blackwood album should really be held up in that and then you've also got three pretty fucking bad metal records as well yeah that's fair i mean um with christmas in the stars i mean it's another one like with true symphonic orchestra where all i can think of is do i not know idris elba and so get enjoyment from that but yeah it's not good um yeah actually i'm happy to have richard ashcroft um Richard below all of that. Richard Blackwood. Richard, Richard Blackwood, sorry. The better Richard of the two. Sorry, Richard Blackwood, definitely, definitely below all that. Um, in terms of the metal stuff, uh, I think Linkin Park is probably the best of them. It's still very bad, but that mm-hmm. is the best of them. I'm going to say that um, I would have chamber music underneath Megadeth because I think Megadeth, while I don't like Megadeth anyway, I think Megadeth had further to fall and Super Collider is an embarrassment, whereas Cold Chamber were never exactly that good or cool like mate the, the debut cold chamber album is not that good like people i know people are having their new metal revival dare you how not dare good. you all big trucks me loco fuck off <laughs> brad blue end wanker just letters at, letters at christmas are driving him crazy on bradley we're not going to talk Aww. about the first cold chamber album poor bradley uh poor bradley um oh um i did want to stick uh razor light in between linkin park and star wars because i think self-titled by razor light is just fucking dog shit and led to so much crap that i absolutely hate so i was going to bump that one up a few places okay yeah all right well i mean look i'm happy to do that i'm happy it's, to do it's that inept and it spawns something even worse so you want it after linkin park i would have it between linkin park and star wars yeah, I think it's quite a bad record. I think quite and right it's, to it's say legacy, that. I think, for me, is the real kind of kicker. Yeah, no, that's fair. And there's some people I know recently I've been speaking to who like Razorlight, and I hate them, so happy to do oh, that. Oh, fair enough. Okay. Um, yeah, that's one. Not I'm a happy home that's, life. That's just, yeah, I'm, I'm putting bands higher in the list just because, <laughs> because I hate... Because the people who because like them, the, yeah. the per, Because the person who likes them, I hate, which means... Uh, we, we, Gonna put verses by ten at number one. Um, we've got to your favourite album ever, Sam. <laughs> I mean, I've been crossing just, the line since nineteen eighty nine. Can I just say, uh, if you want to know something about Sam and I's relationship away from recording, um, <laughs> Sam has often just texted me a picture of him <laughs> listening to Radical. And at first I was like, oh, that's funny, he listened to Radical. <laughs> and then he did it again. I was like, fuck me, is that, he only did that a week ago. He listened to it again. And then yeah. it's become like a thing that just, and I think you've kind of given up on it now because I've stopped even acknowledging it when you do it. So yeah, you used to go, what you, a good song. And now you just yeah. leave me on red. It's I'm like, just oh, like, well, that's, that's what that are you fun doing? Why are you, yeah. So Because the thing is, it's like, well, I don't know what to say about this because this is a really not a very good record at all. And that song, that song is funny but i'm i mean i don't really want to move this album and i know you're going to say you have to you have to but yeah, I'm this, not is, sure. this has got to be 84 this is under everything else obviously no um go on steve well, finish finish your 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 thoughts and then i'll come back with a sensible rebuttal i mean it might be worse than rediscovered by puddle and mud but well the stuff i'm looking at that's all I got, really. I think Rediscovered by Puddle and Mud should probably be above Scream by Chris Cornell and even Famous First Words by Viva Brother because that was like fucking, yeah, whatever. Some band tried to do Britpop and it wasn't very good. Whatever. It's not really that offensive to anyone. I think Puddle of Mud is, as you know, I've discussed before, mm. uh, Rocket Man, etc., etc. the old school listeners. Um, it's not a good record at all. Now, I'm happy to bump Puddle of Mud 
above Illud de Vinaminsanus because I don't mm-hmm. like Puddle of Mud that much. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I can't really see how we can move Illud de Vinaminsanus around. There's not a lot of wriggle room on that album. Monkey Chance. Oh, Steve, what you're you... being too extreme. <laughs> I am. I'm being too extreme. Uh, and I mean, it's got a fucking 18, 25 track, seven hour remix album like they lost their mind and then david vincent left it's a disaster it's a fucking disaster this record it's a bloody disaster yeah it's absolutely hilarious and i fucking love it for that because it is just like the thing is with megadeth like i i actively dislike a fair bit of megadeth stuff and so when they do super collider and it's pathetic it's like jesus christ i mean like even though i dislike you i know how beloved you are and i know you've got you know such a kind of Wealth of history and influence behind you. And Super Collider, I, I think Super Collider is genuinely more of an embarrassment than Illa Divinum Insanus is. But Steve, I've been letting you go on and I've been goading you. We've actually got exactly the same ranking. So I've got Puddle of Mud underneath Star Wars, then Morbid Angel, then Viva Brother, and then Chris Cornell. I do. So Radical is a weird one where I don't think that I do like it, but I get so much joy out of listening to it because of David Vincent being unable to... I, I can I, you See, you're trying to put me off. Take a break. I'm not trying to put you off. You've missed out Richard Blackwood. It's Christmas. It's Razor Light, Christmas and Stars, Richard Blackwood, Puddle of Mud, Morbid Angel. What, oh, for God's sake. Don't fucking ever. Richard Blackwood, stay, he's fine. I'm, yeah. I'm getting with the wicked. Don't worry. Don't Good. worry. But I was going to say, with Radical, it is such such a pathetic song that i actually really really enjoy it because it is such a bad idea in every level of its conception there was no way it could work out better there are satirists who could spend years researching and developing kind of like looking into and getting absorbed in the culture of heavy metal who could not write a metal song as hilariously pathetic as radical because they've been crossing the line since 1989 they tear it up as radicals and then there's a scooby-doo bass line it's fucking brilliant and then you've got the stomping chorus of we're living hardcore and radical maniacal and animal brilliant um yeah, but they are, they are as not, well i'm not actually gonna stand up for the the zealots and the martyrs of the radical so that's no fine. fine okay well then it, there it goes. We've <laughs> we've we've done it. We've left Morbid Angel. We then moved them up a little bit. Viva oh, Brother, yeah. Faithful Words, Scream by Chris Cornell, Hefty Fine by the Bloodhound Gang. Yeah. Count Your Blessings by Bring Me the Horizon. Not great. I actually want to swap that round with Dirty Vegas if you don't have any sort of major um, reservations about that. Just because I think Count Your Blessings at least has a bit of something to it, even though it's bad and it's nasty and misogynistic. But I think Dirty Vegas is, you know, quite inept in doing exactly the same thing, but with, I don't know, less ferocity. Maybe that's just because I like metal more than whatever it is that Dirty Vegas do. Yeah, I mean, that Dirty Vegas album is, is so, is, I mean, it's is so, so, so boring. I think at least Bring Me the Horizon do something. Yeah, I mean, to be, something. to be honest, on the other side of Bring Me, this is where we get to the, like, the boring section for good. I'd say, hmm... 10 or so albums yeah, so we've got I, yeah the enemy the pigeon detectives lenny kravitz emerson lake and palmer black flag u2 attila iron maiden and then we get to macho man randy savage you say a lot of things about that album but that's boring moving down is not that's moving down for the record so right, for I'm me that, yeah macho man randy savage is actually going to move down three places behind in descending order Limp Biscuit results may vary, which is a genuinely a, a pathetic Limp Biscuit album. I don't really like Limp Biscuit much anyway. I can see the appeal of them, and there are songs I like, but they're not a band I love. But that is a really, really poor album. And the one yeah, song on it that people like, 
uh, Eat You Alive. Um, I can't remember who they've ripped it off from, but as you know, it's a ripped off riff from... Mm. Is it? Yeah, it was someone. I can't remember. It was Quicksand, I believe. Quicksand, that was it. I knew it was sort of one of the good 90s bands, but I couldn't mm. remember explicitly. But yeah, so even the, the best bit of that is not theirs. So that's rubbish. Um, so that's just underneath Iron Maiden. Uh, then I've gone for Supercharger. Supercharger, I think, just, uh, just pips Limp Biscuit to the post because... The one good thing on it, Bulldozer, is at least original, even if it's pretty perfunctory. Uh, the rest of it is laughable. Like, I think, um, obviously, American High, we can all talk about the Tarzan chants for, for days. And then Nausea is absolutely abhorrent as a track, so that's going there. Um, and then I've got Green Day's Trey uh, above Macho Man for me, because Green Day's Trey, like, I think... Um, so with Green Day for me, I love everything up to and including American Idiot. There are moments on 21st Century Breakdown that I can stomach, but it's not good. And then when you get Uno, Dos and Trey, it's just like the worst excessives of a band who are too big without an editor. No one to tell them no. Um, I mean, there's an, there's an argument some people make that if you'd have taken the best bits of those three albums, you could make one good one. It would still be quite bad. Um, but I think Trey ultimately is just kind of a bit dull. And then Matcha Man Randy Savage, I get a lot of joy from. So, and, it, and I think it's it's not badly put together. Like in, in terms of talking about the worst albums ever, it is not as bad as stuff we're talking about. So I think the joy and the execution of Matcha Man, yeah. I think he should it's just funny. pip that lot. Yeah, exactly. It's funny. So, yeah. I mean, I'm happy, obviously, like from Brimley Horizon, The Enemy Pigeon Detectives, Lenny Kravitz, Emerson Lake and Palmer, Black Flag, U2, Attila Iron Maiden. They are all so fucking boring. That I don't think you can really be bothered to even talk about them. So you've missed two albums out there. Madonna's American Life and Uma Gumma by Pink Floyd that you haven't mentioned oh, between that little thing there. I was going to have them uh, after... Macho Man, to be honest. Okay. I was going to put uh, in, in that order Madonna and then Pink Floyd after Macho Man. I think they are all better than Limp Biscuit, Machine Head, and Green Day. I, I, I think, I think I agree. So it would be, okay, so Limp Biscuit, then Machine Head, and yeah. then Green Day. Green Day, and then, then Macho Man. Macho Man, then the Madonna, then Pink Floyd. That's Is how that I'm having think? it, yeah. Uh, okay. Let me. Are there any strong objections? I mean, I know you really. want Madonna to be right down the bottom. Madonna, like... yeah. For me, Madonna would be probably uh, a little bit. I I would put Madonna above Pink Floyd. That's what I would say. I'm I'm not too. You know, that is a bad Pink Floyd album. I'm quite happy to swap those around. In fact, I'm going to say it as I change it around at the moment. I'm going to say I think. In fact, I think Madonna is also better than primitive cool and black and white rainbows I, I i would move this madonna album up a quite a bit to be honest where would you want it so i think it's better than magumma i think it's better than primitive cool i think it's mm -hmm. better than black and white rainbows by bush i think it's better than van halen 3 i think it's better than born again by black sabbath i think it's better than melodia by jet i think it's better than shine by on by the yeah. vine sorry i think it's shine on by jet shine yeah. on by, well, yeah. by jet and then i think you get to cyberpunk by billy idol which is admittedly not a very good album but an interesting idea and for that alone i would give him uh, the placing just above madonna okay i am um, yeah i'm not gonna argue too hard against that to be honest uh there are a few bits in this little run that i'd like to maybe change around however um you're right the vines and jet both very similar however i'd like to put jet just under pink floyd because oh no it's just above pink floyd sorry because that's 
really fucking bad. I think it's one of the few Pitchfork reviews that I agree with because it's just that pic- uh, video of a monkey peeing to its own mouth and it's like, yeah. that sums up the quality. I think the Vines have at least got a little bit to them whereas Jet are just like fucking rice paper put to tape. Yeah. So they're awful. That's fair. That's uh, fair. So, so to be honest, the Vines I would probably put, I'd actually probably keep them in the same place. I'm going to say, I think Born Again by Black Sabbath is a little bit worse than Van Halen 3. Mm, not shorter, loads though. in it not lo- well yeah it is shorter it's a lot but, shorter but think- three goes on like like fucking it's like just watching all three lord of the rings films listen to that album it goes on and on and- i don't even know if it's even that long but i just know that it feels long and i don't yeah. born again born again is in and out very quickly yeah but it's really bad while it's on i think gillen sabbath is is you know it's definitely the worst bit. And I know it's got his defenders, and I find that pretty. Gillen Sabbath versus Gary Sharon Van Halen, though. Yeah, I mean that's fair, but <sighs> at least I, Gillen I... was good in Deep Purple. Like Gary Sharon, you, you <laughs> listen to Extreme to go. Oh, I love Gary Sharon. All right, fair enough. We'll we'll keep Van I, Halen above. I, that, yeah, like, right, it fine. doesn't really matter, but you know. Uh, so Madonna, American Life, Cyberpunk, and then you get a bunch here, which I just think are a bit boring again a bit boring and but not terrible so rotation by cues what we aim for i am me that, by Ashley simpson yeah. can i be frank by westlife are the three that we go from there uh i'd put westlife uh over ashley simpson but under cute is what we aim for i think ashley simpson's is just that little bit more enjoyable because i think i prefer kind of teeny bop american sheen to as you so eloquently put it paper plates with faces on them who wouldn't what man wouldn't Exactly. I wouldn't. Um, yeah, okay, fine. I I will allow that. I'm going to move them up. Tim Machine 2, Other Voices by the Doors, Dantic Sing, Elvis, Fisher Spooner number one, The Weirdness by the Stooges is the next little run of things that I think kind of sort of belong together, if you like. Yeah. I got to say, I actually quite like that Fisher Spooner album. I think there's some good stuff on it. Um. Yeah, to be honest, the Fisher Spooner album is all right. Um, I mean, going into it uh, back when the original episode aired and everything, I remember thinking, my God, they sound like the worst people ever. And when it got ranked where it did, I thought, <laughs> how? These sound like the worst kind of art school fucking wankers in the oh, world. Yeah, but, they are, yeah. but ultimately, I mean, the album is not that bad. And like, you know, we like music made by dickheads. Hello, the 1975. Matty oh, Healy running time. his mouth. But, yeah, you know, I love it. Um, yeah, I mean, to be honest, with, with this little run, um, I was quite happy to leave it as is. If you want to move Fisher Spooner down a bit, I'm fine with that. Although, I don't know that I could honestly say I prefer a Fisher Spooner album to a Stooges album, even if it is a bad Stooges album. Well, I would like to move Fisher Spooner to below Seether, Finding Beauty in Negative Spaces, which is a very boring, boring record with nothing really kind of going for it. It's just a bit boring. I think Fisher Spooner mm. at least has a couple of good songs on it. Because then we get to kind of the end of this really where you're looking at some stuff which actually has at least some tiny bit of merit here and there yes yes baby woman by naomi campbell has got some good songs on it it does indeed i have dropped uh (laughs) down nine places i've dropped naomi campbell's baby woman from 72 to 81 in my ranking steve this is why I'm doing the show with you, Sam. Uh, <laughs> it's good. There, there yeah, are, there are some really, really good moments on it. Like, I mean, as an album, it's not 
perfect. It's not brilliant. It's quite far from it. But there are some really, really good moments on that album. I do like that Naomi album. Where would you place it? Who would you place it in between? In between. So at 80, I would have Lauren Hill, MTV uh, 2.0 Unplugged. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then at 82, so just losing out on the top spot, I would move the darkness just underneath Naomi Campbell, personally. Okay. Uh, I think the darkness is better than Naomi Campbell personally. Yeah, so do I. Sorry, darkness are under. Naomi oh, Campbell okay, fine, yeah, fine. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. See, okay, this is fine. why it gets confusing with the ranking. Yeah, no, oh, sorry. doesn't it? The, doesn't the it darkness, just... the darkness, better than Naomi Campbell. Lauren Hill, just a little bit worse. I would have. Okay, so I'm going to go through kind of what we got there. I'm going to move Lauren Hill up a little bit because I do think. I mean, I think like I feel bad putting Lauren Hill where Lauren Hill has ended up, mm. but you know, um, I think there's stuff to be said about that. So what we've got, we've got this, we've got Fisher Spooner, we've moved, which is with the Transform Man by William Shatner and Stand in the Spotlight by Dee Dee King, both of which are hilarious. Yeah, hilarious. Yeah, fucking yeah. hilarious and daft as shit. And I don't think either of those people would be capable of making a much better album than that. But no. they seem like nice chaps, don't they? William Shatner went to space, didn't he? He went up to space and he saw the earth from space. And when he came down, he went, I didn't like that. And (laughs) (laughs) I never thought he'd love it. And I liked, I liked that. So I kind of, uh, I want to give him his props for just making people go, oh, I thought you, yeah, thought you'd like that. I like the idea of, you know, when you get a present and you don't really like it and you sort of keep it to yourself because some people are like, I've got, you're going to love this. You're going to love this. Like, for example, I got you tickets to see Little and Large, and they're supported <laughs> by Nigel Kennedy. Uh, and we, Jim Davidson's got the other tickets sat next to you. And if that was your birthday present, you'd go, oh, cheers. Cheers. I mean, yeah. I think not, I'm doing, doing my hair that night. I'm shooting myself in the neck that <laughs> night. Um, but, but, but you would, wouldn't you? You'd be like, oh, for fuck's sake. But you'd go, you probably wouldn't just go, that was rubbish to the person you went for. They, they took William Shatner up to space and he came down and just went, <laughs> I hated it. <laughs> like, yeah. You're just Good a civilian, him. mate. So I quite like that. Um, mm. The Boy With The X-Ray Eyes with Babylon Zoo is a bad record with one really great song in it. Yes. Uh, I think that is one more great song than Liz Fair or Screaming Lord Such. So I'm happy to move it above either of them. Yep. To be perfectly honest. Um, so I hope you don't mind me doing that, Sam. Nah, that's fine with me. And I think that seems about right. Um, and then you get the absurdity, in my mind, of the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Only time the Red Hot Chili Peppers have ever been anything other than a disaster, pretty mm. much. Yeah. Like, uh, uh, it's uh, not uh, harsh to say Blood Sugar Sex Me Magic obviously that's not that's a very very good album Mother's Milk is a good album but the Red Hot Chili Peppers One Hot Minute is the their best album right and it can't for me be anywhere other than the best out. Al- it's the best album we've covered it's the best album on this list fight me I'm not going to I've got it at 83 Brilliant. Good. I'm glad. And I, and I hate the Red Hot Chili Peppers. I think I hate them more than you. I don't eat. I like. I can see the merit in Blood Sugar and Mother's Milk, but I don't like them. I think Anthony Kiedis is the most pathetic professional musician in in kind of any sort of notable band. I think he, he is. is an embarrassing human being. I think mm-hmm. Scar Tissue as an autobiography is disgusting. I think he seems like a vile chap who I'd never want to spend more than thirty seconds within five hundred feet of. 
but one hot minute is not bad. Dave Navarro, isn't it? Yeah, Dave basically. Navarro's good. So we've got basically we've done a little chat about them. You've got Metal Machine Music by Lou Reed. Everybody's rocking by Neil Young. Lou Reed and Metallica's Lulu and Self Portrait by Bob Dylan. Now, out of those four, um, you've got I think Self Portrait is overly long, pretty bad. The live stuff's bad. It's bad mm. covers, badly made. Like it's a, but it is a B sides album. So you know, I don't feel like it's should get treated that harshly but uh i do, i don't think it's better than than lulu basically it would be my mm. see of these ones we've got left i would probably have lulu as my least favorite and i'll tell you for why because i know you are a fan of lulu steve it's not even that you just defend it like you do actually like it i do i think it's, L- it's good yeah i know you think it's good yeah um for me, Lulu, I think, is a really good idea. So we, um, on the Patreon recently, we just did Plastic Beach by Gorillaz, which has a track that is Gorillaz with Lou Reed doing vocals. And I referenced the fact that I think, for me, that kind of sort of register for Lou Reed later in his life really, really worked for him. And I think he was playing to his strengths, being on a slightly, I don't know, kind of more laid-back track. When I listen to um, Lulu by Lou Reed and Metallica, I just hear... Um, a car crash of an idea that has not been very well executed. And I don't think it's Lou Reed's fault. I think it's Metallica's fault um, because they have got into this position where there is nobody will tell them no and they will just turn out anything. Um, But more than that, uh, Lars is the problem on that album for me because I think there there are there are some decent moments on it. Like I think the end of Junior Dad... I I remember this when you... When when St. Anger comes out... Yeah. Yeah, and you and that that'll be the that'll be the last episode of True Crap Pop that we do because Saint Anger is the best album that we're going to cover, and that's the end of it. <laughs> anyway, so there are good moments on Lulu. There are bits on Lulu that I I do actually quite like. I think the ambient sort of latter two thirds of Junior Dad is good, and I think Iced Honey is a properly good song. It's when you get something like Pumping Blood or Mistress Dread, where you have got Lurie kind of warbling out of tune and Lars coming in with his fucking jack boots, sl- you know, stomping out that same 4-4 beat that he has been doing for the best part of 20 years. And it's like, this just doesn't work for me. I just don't enjoy listening to Lulu. I think it's not a bad idea. I think it's come out quite poorly. I yeah, don't but, think it's anywhere, yeah, anywhere near as bad as the other stuff. down, girl! So, well done. Does that make you change your mind at all? No. Uh, if anything, it strengthens my resolve. <laughs> I am the root. I am the aggressor, etc. Uh, and other memes. So, look. Come those, on, James. The four, Come on, James. <laughs> of the four we've got left, I think Neil Young is probably my favourite of the ones that, in terms of just sitting down yeah, and listening I to it. I don't mind Neil that Young. album. It's all right, Neil Young. Yeah, I don't mind right. it, and I I like the uh, kind of the genesis of it. Basically, being a fuck you to his record label, I can get behind that. That's great. So I put Neil Young there. I would then have Metal Machine music because I think again a difficult listen, a horrible listen, but I think it sets it achieves what it set out to do. And mm. as someone who has a proclivity for noise rock, I've got to, you know I've got to pay credit to it. I'm never going to sit down and listen to it for fun, but I put it there. I think Bob Dylan is incredibly patchy. The only reason that I put Metal Machine music above it is at least it's consistent. Even if it is just white noise, you get what you're getting and you'll know if you're going to like it or not within the first few seconds. And then I would have Lulu top of all that for my money. I think you are a scumbag. Uh, well, yeah, but basically. what about in the ranking? So, uh, Well, 
you strengthened my small town girl. Go on. Why did that? I just didn't know if you'd heard it the first time. I thought maybe that would. If I thought, I thought, I thought do it again, maybe it will change his mind. A war of attrition. Yeah, basically. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, 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 I'm happy to move Lou Reed above Bob Dylan, and I'm even. I will say I can see why you think it's more of a sort of successful thing than than Lulu as well. And I'm even, and I'll put self portrait even below metal machine music which you know like it's very very influential i'm quite happy if you want to have metal machine music as worse than self-portrait i'm not going to fight too hard for that one i think lulu is the sticking point for me where it's like i just can't i I can't be saying that this is better than some of these for me but it is how is better because quite often your case for the defense comes down to lyrical content and the idea behind it and it's like yeah okay i don't know much about german expressionist theater but that doesn't matter because i'm not objecting to the lyrics the problem that i have is that it's this mishmash that doesn't work you've got lou reed being forced into a room with a thrash metal band and yeah they did all want to do it and it's a vanity project but that's fine the problem is that the end result you doesn't put sound metal machine good. music on instead of lulu if i had I think... two things copies of in my hand now if i had one i had lou reed Metallica in one hand, Lulu, and I had Metal Machine Music in the other, and I said, we're going to listen to one of these. you choose Metal Machine Music, would you? I genuinely would, because I find Lulu so much more upsetting, because it's like, you have got two incredible artists coming together and making something that is just not enjoyable to listen to. At least Metal Machine Music, you know it's going to sound like shit, you know it's going to be horrible, but it's like, there's no shock in that. I th- Honestly, I still maintain to this day... I went to get Lulu the day it came out. It is the worst £10 I've ever spent in HMV. It is the worst £10. In HMV. I, in you HMV, have a particularly yeah. bad lap dance. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but that was only a fiver. So, yeah. um, Probably explains the quality. I'm trying to think what is the worst tenner I've spent in HMV. Um, Bobby Davra's autobiography. <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, with the I just skipped to the pictures in the middle. Yeah, they were like neg- they were like yeah. negative, so the the black and white was all the other way. Oh, hold on a second, <laughs> that's not. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> right. Case of the defense on Lulu, please, Steve. Well, the case of the defense on Lulu is that some of the songs are actually quite good, and it's not a mad thing like this. Oh, oh God, it's so fucking mad. It's actually not. In, no, again, I, in comparison with, you know, when you think about some of the stuff that it is comparable with, look, it's not the best record of its ilk. Uh, but I think it does enough as a record to justify, to to not justify the, a kind of outrageous reaction to it. I think kind of outrageous, bizarre reaction to it. Look, I tell you what, I'm going to concede... I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, all right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna switch, I'm gonna change, I'm gonna leave, put everybody's rocking above Bob Dylan, and yep. I'll put Metal Machine music above Lulu, purely because of its influence, purely because of its influence, right? Uh, well, I'll tell you what, as my concession, well, my concession, no, 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 I'm not actually, interested, no, 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 oh, I'm not, I'm not. fine, see you later, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say, no, to be fair, as I did say, Ice Tunny is a good song, so actually, if you did wanna put Lulu, a bit lower down i won't complain too hard no it's fine look it's not as important Ooh, as metal machine said with music. venom 
Yeah, no, no, it's and not as important. As, man, it's not as important as Metal Machine music. It's not as groundbreaking. I just think I would rather listen to it. I would much okay. rather listen to it. I think there's stuff about it that I still don't really understand, but it's intriguing to me. Metal Machine music isn't really intriguing to me. I go, ah, yeah, okay. So, you know, Sonic Youth turned that into songs and Sun turned it into slightly Noise. distorted yeah. guitars and now we've got a genre. Cheers. But like, you know, I I would still much rather listen to Lulu, which I don't think is actually that bad at all. There are two other orders of business, Sam. So that is the the, the thing there. I think, would you like to put Guns N' Roses Democracy into some kind of ranking? I would, yes. Where would you like I... to put it? Well, so on the... Do you like Guns N' Roses? I've never spoken to you about Guns N' Roses. <sighs> to be honest, no, I don't really, actually. Like, obviously, I know a hell of a lot of their songs and I know all the lyrics to them because they are so kind of ubiquitous in rock and metal culture. You go, uh, you, go you know where you are? You do that. You're in, you're in the You're going to die. I do do that. Yeah. I bet yeah. that, I'm sorry, apologies if you've got like really good headphones and... Or animals <laughs> nearby. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or if you're just, uh, you just don't like hearing people shouting on your Shouting podcast. at you. Sorry yeah. about that. Uh, yeah, basically, uh, I'm not massive on Guns N' Roses. Uh, respect them a lot more than I like them in terms of their musical output, not as people, certainly. Uh, but Chinese Democracy, I remember the original episode broadcast, there being uh, a debate that it's either got to be the worst or the best because it is so mm. mad and so ambitious. No, it's not. It's just kind of like quite a middling album. I think there's some good stuff on it. I think there are some absolute messes. Yeah, it's some so, really good stuff on it. And there's also some stuff where you're just like, oh, fucking, this is mad. Everything around it is just fucking insane and absurd. But, you know. Yeah, Buckethead and his chicken. It's not the be-all all and end-all, is it, really, of the album? Like, how it was, ma- how it was made is completely and utterly mental but then it isn't i guess it does feed into the kind of it does wild inconsistency of the record but i think ultimately that is what the record is it is just an inconsistent album uh with some good moments on it so for me um i mean obviously now i don't have the ranking as we have um put it in front of me but i was thinking it could go somewhere in the sort of mid to mid to high 70s i would say so who's it near uh, 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 uh i would probably have it near near that kind of um lou reed uh bob dylan etc okay area i'd probably say that oh god hmm would i rather listen to lulu or chinese democracy you, well, look I'll, I'll say it right go on i would put it underneath like, in reality, as much as I think, you know, all of the context of it, which is, fuck me, what an absolutely, absurdly ridiculous, Barmy. Yeah. B- mad thing that it was. And it's, you know, it it didn't fuck up Guns N' Roses' career. How could it? Um, years and years and years later, I think you put it on, you go, there is some really good stuff on this. I think to listen to, it's probably, well, not even probably, I think it is better than even... Lauren Hill's MTV 2.0 and plugs. I would go as far as yeah, to say as yeah. Baby Woman, The Darkness and Red Hot Chili Peppers. I don't think it's as good as any of them. Nope. But I think it is as a record alone. And I'm happy to just stick it in because I do think it is a pretty good record. It's just all the shit that came with it is why it is is why it even gets mentioned in the first place. 
Yeah, it's um, why it's notorious because it took 13 years to yeah, make. And it was yeah, a complete yeah. and utter shit show. And I think you do have to consider all that stuff. I think it is worth definitely considering all that stuff. But ultimately, as a record, I think we can put it in and I think we can put it like, uh, yeah, I think it's the fourth best album that we've done. So 79 we've got it at then, have we? Yeah. Or, or 80, sorry. No, yeah, it'd be 80, wouldn't it? Yeah. Be 80. Um, well done, Guns N' Roses. Well done, Guns N' Roses. Probably out in the town tonight, aren't they? Yeah. You know, celebrating, getting a proper good actual ranking in, in here, I would imagine. At last. Actually yeah. been tweeting non-stop about it. He's just got it all set to no one can reply. You can only reply if you follow him. <laughs> yeah. Bit of a uh, snarky quote tweets on a poor old Axel. Poor Axel. Yeah. Um, which leaves us with one final thing to do. Here we go. And that is to rank the 46th studio album from geriatric rock and roll legend. And definitely mm. not Sex Offender. Definitely. <laughs> definitely not. Cliff Richard, Christmas with Cliff, which came out at the end of last year. Where do we where do we rank Christmas with Cliff? Because let's let's not forget, Sam, if we go back a couple of months. Last year, quite it doesn't seem that long ago, does it? It was Christmas Day. Mm. We were getting the turkey ready, weren't yeah. we? Do you like stuffing? Popping up Mrs. the old popping the bucks fizz. Good mm. times. Watching um Noel's Christmas crackers on YouTube from nineteen eighty eight. Yeah, yeah, of course. Probably Your I was. Channel. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> I do you know how much my fucking Sky TV bill is, by the way? Patreon.com forward slash true cop pop if you want to help me out with that. It's £150 a month I pay for Sky. Do you know what that? for? What for? Everything. I've got multi room. I've got this is my I've got I've got I've got the it's the internet as well. I have to pay it's the broadband as well. But oh, it's well, gone right. up to 150 quid. I only watch YouTube. I don't watch any of it. I've got BT Sport, I've got the fuck, I've got everything. And now I've got HD, all that shit. They fucking saw me come in. Yeah. Mugged you right off. Mugged me right off. You don't... That is too much money for a man who begs for money after talking about <laughs> Cliff Richard. So, Dan, don't true. send me yeah. a carrot. Send me the, the equivalent value. <laughs> Next year. <laughs> a cheque made out to cash. Yes. <laughs> um, me wow. and me Daniels. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, where do we where do we put Cliff? So, uh, apart as you from will... on some sort of register, <laughs> yes, <laughs> apart from in the diary of Operation U Tree, um, I'm going to say because as we recalled, there were some moments on it that were like it, it's all it's all pretty bad, but there were moments where like oh bless, and then mm. there were some there was that fucking terrible song at the end. Yeah. So I think you know broadly, it's it's one of the boring albums with a kind of a really bad bit. So I am going to say that I think it should go above Tin Machine 2 and below Ashley Simpson's I Am Me. That would be my suggestion. I don't know what you're thinking. Well, look, I mean, I was going to say it's definitely more Christmassy than Christmas with the Stars by Star Wars. And it has great songs on it as well. Um, A bit like Dantig Sings Elvis. So I was going to... That's not very Christmassy. That's not very Christmassy at all. I think it's better than Can I Be Frank by Westlife. Who I think are mm-hmm. just worse than Cliff Richard. Yeah, I am me by because I was going to say like just below. I think Dantic sings Elvis is 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 better, and yeah. I think I prefer. I think I prefer it to. I mean, actually, I think I prefer Tin Machine to The Doors, which is one that we didn't even talk about. I'm happy to swap those two over. 
I'll be happy to swap those. And then I would say um, put Cliff Richard between The Doors and Ashley Simpson for me because I don't think The Doors is... Te- well, it is bad, but it's not like... There's no single song on it that makes my skin crawl in the same way as Cliff Richard doing his, uh, you know, double dipping on Christmas and New Year for the chart positions. <laughs> and I don't want to talk about so, double dipping anymore. What's it even called, this fucking record? It's just called Christmas with Cliff. Christmas with Cliff? Pathetic. How could I Up until forgotten? two in the morning with the whiteboard with that one. <laughs> yeah, Christmas with... What was his name? Cliff. That's his name. What's his name? What's his name? Cliff. There it is. So that is a revised um, lineup. Uh, I would say if you're interested in any of these albums, go back and listen to the original podcast. But I don't really want you to do that, to be honest. So just take it for just take it as read that they that we that I was right. They were funny. That's what you need to know. And they will continue mm. to be funny as we... They will. They will be funny. Head forth. Uh, and we'll try and get as many out as we possibly can. Should um, we say what the next one's going to be? Because were we going to continue with where it left off all them months ago, Steve? Or shall we just let people wait until the next one pops up? No, I think we can absolutely tell people um, what it was going to be. It was going to be... <sighs> Theory, me. It was going to be Muse, wasn't it? Simulation yes. theory. And I Muse. can't. I could not wait to bully Matt Bellamy. Mm. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I don't like Muse, and see, I actually do like their early stuff, like right. like a proper hipster. You know, I like them before they signed to a major and all that. But nothing um, hipster no. about liking Muse, mate. Not anymore. No. Uh, not anymore. I mean, never. Fucking it. You wouldn't get bloody. Hipster like in Muse, mate. No chance. Oh, you would when they're on showbiz playing the art centre in Norwich. I don't. Well, I mean, this is, this is a pre-hipster era. I think hipsters even existed back then. They're talking well, about yeah. 1950s hipsters who are into like. <laughs> like I was yeah. Beatniks. Suits, <laughs> you know, suits, yeah. About, <laughs> <laughs> fucking going, going to watch Muse in 1999 and a load of Beatniks in Berets. Tom White <laughs> turns up. Yeah, <laughs> like clicking their fingers. Yeah, no, that happened definitely, definitely in did, Norwich. Yeah, is, yeah. In Norwich, you say. Yeah, when was the last time you were on St Benedict Street? So uh, it's been a while, so, to be fair, know. mate. Um, when I've, I, I mean, Gil, uh, our good friend Gil, he he's from Norwich, so he'd be able to fill me in on whether or not that is accurate. But I'll, for the moment, I'll take your word for it. Anyway, hey guys, thanks very much for listening to this. This will be an ongoing thing. We will try and do it as much as humanly possible. We're both fairly busy with um, other things, so uh, sort of getting. A time and a day when it's definitely going to go up is maybe slightly beyond us at the moment because there's a lot of things happening, isn't there? Yeah, a lot of things happening in our lives. Life won't wait, as they say. Yeah, if you listen to Tim Armstrong, which I do, then that is definitely true. Mm. Do you want to do Tim Armstrong impression to see us out? Oh, I thought you'd never ask. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> uh, no, I don't actually. I'm not going to do oh, that because it's not relevant to. I suppose you just said life won't make sense. But anyway, yeah. I'm not. I'm not going to do Tim Armstrong. I'm not. I'm not. Not performing Monkey Sam for crying out loud. I'm not Andrew Connor, am I? <laughs> Tom O'Connor. That's Tom. for sure. <laughs> no. Uh, anyway, thanks very much for listening, guys. We'll be back with the normal show this coming Friday. Like I say, patreoncom forward pop if you want to go over and see and. Well, not see you can see them on the screen but you could listen to our exclusive content and true crap pop will be back with muse hopefully quite soon that's what i'm yeah. gonna say all right 
See you later, everyone. Bye now.